Happy Friday, theater lovers. This week's episode is a very special one, Remembering Anthony. Huge thank you to everyone who joined us to record this special tribute to Adam Forstall for taking care of the techie stuff and to Andrea Matthews for organizing venue, invitations, and dispensing much-needed hugs. On with the show. So thank you very much, everybody, for being here today. Um, today, we are remembering Anthony. So when Andrea asked me on behalf of Theatre Sarnia, I was really overwhelmed with the idea. I'm not going to lie to you. I uh, had a little bit of a panic attack and I asked Andrea, like, what do I need to bring? Like Kleenex, baked goods, what do these people need if they're upset? And logical as always, Andrea said, if we have Kleenex, we'll probably be fine. I didn't listen. I brought treats. Um, <laughs> that's what we do in my family. If people are upset, we force feed them sweets. It's just uh, what we do. Um, and also in my overwhelm, I did, as I always do, I hit the books. And what I learned is that nostalgia or sharing memories can be really therapeutic. And that's what I'm hoping for today. If you guys feel emotion arising, please don't feel like you need to stuff that down. We, this is a room full of friends. Uh, we have that Kleenex available. And if you're like me, you can eat your feelings. That's why the treats are there. Well, and Emma Van Barnveld is here, so if you yeah. know we get, hold on, hold on, we gotta get rid of the big box. <laughs> There we go. Know. And a cookie. If we, if, we told, if we told people they couldn't cry, we'd be in trouble. Yeah. That was a, a really smooth way for him to grab a cookie while he was over there. I, should I like find that. A picture I have of you somewhere. Oh my, there's video of her crying. So, to me, uh, legacy can have many meanings, but to me, legacy comes in the memories of others, what people remember of you. I didn't have the chance to really get to know Anthony very well, um, but I've had some time to talk to most of you, and in doing so, I feel like I have gotten to know him a little bit. And uh, he has a very rich legacy. I'm gonna turn things over to Andrea for some housekeeping. So, thank you all for coming, guys. We really appreciate it. Um, for some of you, this will be challenging because we're all still dealing with the aftermath emotion. I know it hits me every so often. I'll walk into a room and go, okay, now I have to leave now. <laughs> um, so um, feel free if you are upset and you need space, go out to Studio A. Just go and give yourself a breather. That's fine. Um, if you feel that you need to get away from the atmosphere and you want to take someone and chat with you, that's fine. But just remember we are recording. So if you do need to chat with someone, Please again go into Studio A so that you just give yourself some distance um, from um, everything that's going on. Um, do we want to introduce ourselves, Dennis? Or? Sure, yeah. Okay. If you guys want so to go, around. go around. I know most of us know who everybody is, but let's just make sure everybody knows who everybody is. Anyhow, so I'll start. I think everybody knows me. I'm Andrea. I um, have worked with Anthony on a lot of shows. I work with him um, also in the youth group, and he has become a very, was a near. Um, and dear member of our pseudo family. Um, he used to come over and walk in and say, hi mom, hi dad, and, and that type of thing. So uh, uh, he kind of got adopted as our third son in a lot of ways. So he became part of our world that way, not just our theater world, our outside of theater world. So 
Um, I felt it was important that we remember him as it's been a few years and we want to just make sure his memory stays alive and I thank Dallas and, um, and, and uh, for helping coordinate this whole thing. So. I'm Linda Fave and uh, I, work, uh, I work at the end of the Good Shepherd and uh, Anthony and I worked together for 10 years and that uh, he's gone three but uh, yeah he was my, we were each other's left hand right hand. Okay, so uh, I'm Bethany. I met Anthony by doing Guys and Dolls and kind of never left. <laughs> this is why I didn't speak at a celebration because he knew we could do it. Um, I'm Kristen. Uh, I was friends uh, with Anthony for 17 plus years. I lost count after high school. Um, <laughs> Uh, he he's the reason I was part of theater. Um, he brought me in one day, and I just never left. Um, yeah, that's that's pretty much all. Are we doing last names? It's up to you. Okay. Um, my name is Emma Van Barneveld. Um, Anthony raised me in the youth groups here at the Imperial for around ten years, um, and he really just put that love for theater in me. My name is Miles. Uh, I'm with the Inn of the Good Shepherd, and uh, Anthony, um, we brought him on as a student and then into our front office um, and uh, into our hearts for the 10 years he was with us. And uh, it's a big loss at a really tough time. Mm. And um, I, 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 I enjoy this, and, and I, I really value what the, the theater group's done in terms of Anthony's hope because it, it, it reinforces that he was so important in our lives, but not just in the life at the inn, and, and, uh, but for the community as, as a whole. So thank you for doing this. Circle back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My name's Evie, and I was friends with Anthony for about eight years. Uh, we met uh, during Joseph, and he just took me under his wing. I'm Jane Janes. Um, Anthony was uh, special to all of us. Um, I knew him for many years in the theater, probably when he first started in the theater. And as a picture we have here, when he was in grade 10, I didn't even know he was involved in Cinderella. I, I think we all, you know, I, I worried about him. If he, I didn't think he had enough to eat, just like we all did, right? Or if yeah. he needed help. But he gave me so much more than I ever gave him. Okay, uh. I can go now. <laughs> I got a window here. I came, was in Theatre Sarnia, Sarnia Little Theatre, back in 87 to 94, and then we moved away for 18 years on a two-year plan to Alberta and stayed for 18, <laughs> and then came back here in 2011. John LaRue found out I was back in town and immediately called me and said, so, I hear you retired, come down to the youth group. We need you. I said, you okay. Down I came, and that's where I met Anthony, and you know, he just gave me one of his hi huns and a hug, and I knew he was my people. Yeah, okay. Uh, Kip McMillan, I first met Anthony, I think it was 2012, doing when I first got onto the stage, and uh, he liked the fact that I was just in a pair of Spanx. <laughs> yeah, I'll throw that out there. Yeah, he jokingly hit on me, but he did not. It was it was awesome. He he, we instantly had a good rapport with him, and yeah, I considered him my little brother. Used to call him that. Walk into the studio, give him a kiss on the head. Uh, just loved him. the guy to death. He uh, 
Uh, yeah, I just, yeah, that's my little brother. I am Denise McMillan, and I met Anthony through the theater. Um, the very first and only play I have ever been on stage here was with Anthony in 2014. I was Mrs. Cratchit in A Christmas Carol, and I auditioned for the ensemble and got the role of Mrs. Cratchit, and I said, nope, and he said, yes. So I did that, and I have not been on stage since, which is really sad because I have it's looked forward years. to yeah. being in another play with him again and it's sad to think that'll never happen so maybe I will be on stage again with someone else but for now he is my only memory of the stage. <laughs> uh, thank you everybody I know that wasn't easy. Um, I also know Miles that you are on a little bit of a time crunch and I hate to put you on the spot but I'm wondering if, if you feel comfortable doing so, and if you don't, please just say so. If you feel comfortable maybe sharing a story about Anthony. Sure, certainly. Uh, and, and thank you. Yes, I, I do have to leave. Uh, I'm on my way to a provincial food bank conference starting this afternoon. So, uh, But when the opportunity uh, came up, when Andrea sent me a note, I thought, yeah, I've got to make it happen sort of thing. So really glad to be a part of this. You know, there, there's there's so many stories uh, with Anthony that uh, that I just love, and and most of them funny. Most of them just help build your spirit, which I think is you know what Anthony was so so good at. Um, I, I know uh, working in our reception, he uh, we he coordinated our income tax program, which saw literally hundreds and hundreds of people coming in with their taxes to be done, and we had this elaborate filing system that um, we, we, we had a challenge with and it was only because you know Anthony was challenged with his alphabet and we'd find things all misfiled and it's like Anthony this is a B you've got this over in the G sort of thing so we it was always just kind of a running joke so we went out to the um, to the teacher supply store and bought one of those little alphabet pictures that you can you know the kids have they teach their kids their alphabet and put it right on like the fridge right beside the filing cabinet now look at this before you look at the drawer sort of thing and and it was just constantly a running running joke and uh, we left it up for quite a while after uh, after he passed just because that was that was just some humor that we had uh, I found Anthony like like Lynn Anthony was my go-to guy if I needed something done if I needed the poster done up uh, something to promote a registration form or whatever it's like Anthony this is what I need and it's like yeah I can do that I'll get that done for you sort of thing and uh, um, it was just that spirit of like, yeah, nothing's not doable. Let's just, just make it work. And uh, um, somebody mentioned hi, hun. Um, you know, I got hi, hun. It's okay, hun. I'll get that done for anybody that would come to the window. Because he was the face of the inn for so many people because he was often the first person they'd mm -hmm. see when they'd come into the front mm -hmm. office. And whether it's wanting to make a donation or, you know, needing some services or, or a client in distress, it was always... He, he had such a good manner at kind of de-escalating and calming people down and being soothing and not getting into a flap. Not necessarily with the client. Sometimes he would with us, but you know, when he was working with somebody at the window, it was calm and it was like, I can look after that, hun. Let me let me arrange that for you. And uh, whether it's uh, you know a young person or an elderly person, whether it was a male or female, whether it was me or whoever, it was always, I can look after that, hun, for you. So you know that was always that that calming thing. So. I think I said, you know, in the in the video last time, I, I picture Anthony now in heaven at the gates of of uh, you know the pearly gates, and it's like, 
Oh, come on in here, hon. We can get that arranged for you. We, we got room for you, sort of thing. So that's uh, that's he's he's at reception in heaven, and he's greeting people and uh, looking after them, and and that's an awesome spot for him to be. That's lovely. A uh, man of many talents. Just the alphabet was not one of his <laughs> yeah. yeah. talents. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you very much. Yeah. Spelling was not his forte. But he also had a very good sense of humor. Not everybody would take that and, you know, not be offended by Absolutely, it. Absolutely, yeah. Um, does anybody else want to maybe share something? If you're feeling shy at the start, that's totally cool. I, I can just add to that, but at the same Please note, do. we all know, like, he, alphabet wasn't his first, probably wasn't, but he could always find his stuff. Yeah, yeah. He, yeah. It took us a lot, after I'd go through it, he'd go through it, something, then he'd produce it, and that's, how did you find it in there? <laughs> Somehow he always found it after the fact, but oh, I'm telling yeah. you, it was a... So how much did you, after he passed away, when you went through the office and started organizing stuff, was there a little bit of Anthony organizing It was a bit of an in-depth project to get those files. And, uh, and, uh, it took a lot of student work to do that. <laughs> Two years later. Yeah. <laughs> I think being in the youth group so long with the kids and, and meeting them from this little and seeing them like Emma and getting so grown up Anthony always made everyone feel special. And Christian, I remember when she was just starting, she says, well, I can't do this. And, and he was so encouraging and, and, and supportive of all the kids. And the rapport that he had with kids, like, I mean, it wasn't just a youth leader because they would go to shows, they would go out, they would do God knows what. You guys can tell. Because <laughs> maybe not. <laughs> but it was wonderful. And it... It was wonderful to, for me to work with that. It kept me young, and, and, and I loved every second of it. But Anthony made everyone, including myself, as uh, Miles said, I think it doesn't matter if you're young or whatever, you always were accepted and, and felt good about things. I also found that um, he saw more in people than they saw themselves. Mm -hmm. um, he was... <sighs> <laughs> He wouldn't let you say no. No. <laughs> um, yeah. I've learned now I can say no. <laughs> but he was, he was a reason uh, I said yes to a lot of things, too. Like um, like Jane said, like when I first joined the youth group, he's like, well, you're stage managing. Like, <laughs> I don't know what that is. And he... He just being pushed into it and just learning it like as we went and he just knew that I would be good at it and years and later you who knew I would, to stage managing beauty and who <laughs> knew that I would be one day being able love to it. stage manage a massive musical and be mm -hmm. have it be super successful. Um but uh he just kinda he was my person, so mm. um mm -hmm. yeah. And he also could take a popsicle sticks and a paper plates and come up with a coach oh. for the fairy godmother. Like I say, <laughs> how did you do that? Like he was so creative. Crafty. Arts and Unbelievable. Crafty. Like, yeah. He'd say, well, look what I just made. Like it's like unbelievable what he could do. Mm -hmm. He really helped me when I first started with Guys and Dolls. I had just finished up college and I moved back and started to get to know everyone back down here again and volunteered with Guys and Dolls when I was doing the props for it and he really helped me out because I didn't really, my youngest brother was a theater person, I was kind of just there, I liked seeing the shows and everything, but he really helped me kind of get to know people like how to do the prop stuff and everything and that's how 
like Anthony and I really connected with everything. You made me feel amazingly welcomed into this little kind of very community that you guys have here for it. That is just how it was for it. I loved him for doing that for me. I was sharing with these guys. I remember we did Kitchen Witches, and he was oh, them on stage left. And it was, I had the um, luck to wear this, um, and I just gratitude for a costume like this to begin with. Jane Mulligan made it, it was the, I saw it in the window and had to have it dressed from Gone with the Wind with the like seven mile shoulders. And they had to get me out the, into it, it was a quick change, and out the door. So he's ASM on the left. Jane's trying to get me into this and shove me out the door. And Cam Shipley is an actor on stage, making crap up as he went along, trying to, and he's like, and Anthony's like, is she almost there? And Jane's like, I'm trying, I'm trying. And so he'd come back and he'd help get me into this dress, shove me out the door, which was always a kind of entrance. Andrew's like, yep. <laughs> How long is she going to be? We're trying, we're trying, and shove me up. So that was a lot of fun to do that. Just seeing, it was, because we laughed through the whole thing, because it was like panic and laughter the whole time we were doing the, because, you know, inevitably, if you're in a hurry, you're going to put your arm in the foothold, and instead of, you know, and that was a lot of fun. So that's, that's one. And, of course, his love of cookies. <laughs> My cookies. Yes. My cookies. My, you guys, uh, get one of the things we did that Anthony liked to do a lot too with the theater was uh, the mini fests. Oh, God, they're so much fun because you basically, if anybody doesn't know, with mini fest, basically five or six different theaters get a script and they all do the same script. And the one we did was, uh, in particular, that I'll never forget was uh, it was uh, the triumphant embarrassment of Willie Last, and we. Everybody in that cast and crew just gave it all, and Anthony could not stop laughing. It was amazing. We beat the hell of ourselves physically, mentally. It was yeah. We I wrecked a couch uh, on at at the at the thing, but nothing was worse. Uh, the craziest was we get there, go up to the, I forget where it was where they hosted it, but we show up and everybody's got name tags with their character's name, and I'm listening to a watch. We're watching a show. Yeah. And oh, yeah. the guy on stage, who's my character, is not saying what I say. I'm like, oh, <laughs> what is he doing? We're all like, yeah. So, what? so, so we, we, uh, I, I'll never forget. It. Liz Walton is trying to comfort Anthony, who is whiter than the whitest sheet on the on the planet. Going, oh my God, something's gone wrong. We found out later that uh, they revised the script and sent it out. But it didn't trickle down to us, Anthony and us. So we did an earlier revision. So Liz had to drag, <laughs> drag poor Anthony, who's in shock because he's he he felt like he had just wasted all of our time. We did, we and we drove up there, whole nine, all this money and stuff to go up there. And so he went to the adjudicator and to the writer and says, hey, uh, "I don't know what happened. This is the script that we're performing." And the writer looked at it and went. With a big smile on their face, you're doing that script, really? And the to top it all off, best director Anthony won. It was unbelievable. No, the, the adjudicator came out. He he did nothing but compliments for all of us and and Anthony and stuff. It was just it was the mo most amazing couple days 
ever. And drunkest. Uh-oh. <laughs> and loss of sleep. I and loss of that sleep. That was the one night that I rem- realized I can't share a hotel room with Anthony. <laughs> right. After that, that, we got... Do you want to share that story, story too? Yeah, there's a lot. There's, there's a, a lot, lot sleep to that and story. I remember the next day. How, how Anthony was seeing somebody, but because of your post that Anthony's uh, boyfriend at the time thought that he and I ho- had hooked up, but meanwhile I, I was with it with Dee at that time. And so. I thought that you and Kristen had hooked up. Oh, 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 one post. I haven't even met Kristen at the time. No, no. Yeah. So reading was, between yeah. the lines. Yeah, yeah. Anthony got dumped. I almost got dumped. <laughs> I lost sleep. And you had a great time. Oh, exactly. <laughs> with you, don't oh yeah, that was. Looked at each other, just like, yeah, no, can't oh, That that <laughs> was the most legendary mini fest oh, no, ever. It was fun. Oh, it's great. Feel like there's more gossip there. Oh, there's a lot. There probably is. <laughs> that sounds very theatrical, actually. It was. Yeah, maybe that's oh, the next show. We can do a whole play based on everything that happened with that play. You're not. I'm not kidding. Everything about Anthony's life was theatrical. Yes. yes. Yeah. Like he wasn't in theater, but outside he was. He like he was still in the theater even when he was on the outside of it. Yeah. Like all high school was just fun. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. Interesting, yeah. yeah. And how lucky to have a friend like that, eh? Like I don't yeah, I won't ever have that friendship. That was a very so. special friendship for yeah. sure. Yeah. I think um, take that you? couldn't take that theater out of him. I work on a regular basis in that him we had a saying always to the two of us and I you can't write this stuff. No. And oh, we yes. say that all the time. Mm-hmm. So in our line of work and the social work that that he did in the front office, let alone throughout the entire building with all of us and that, he was our glue stick that kept us all together too, but he was the go-to guy at the same time. So him and I were that right hand to each other and we could always look at each other, it didn't matter what it was. I got your back, he's got my back. So we'd go out and take care of it together, but it was always as in, we'd say to each other, you can't break this. And from what we see on a, on a daily basis to what, the general public sees in the world and that he was phenomenal behind the scenes taking care of everybody. When you when you think about Anthony's hope and, and the name of it, you know, helping other people eat, mm-hmm. he didn't think twice about that. He didn't think twice about that. Yeah, there's there, we have a little regulations, you know, not that, it's a process you go through to get food and that, it didn't matter. He was going to get somebody something to eat all the time. And he'd always be giving up his lunch. And I don't know, I know, I've heard of stories, they go out and stuff like that. And he was always paying for somebody else yeah. from that, you know. Yeah. He didn't think twice about it. If he was running behind for his grocery bills, he is mad. If you needed to eat, he was to make sure you. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that that stage manager role is what he did at the inn. Is is, is here? Exactly. He wasn't out on on front yeah. all the time, but he was in 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 the background, making sure things were happening, things were going smooth. He'd identify, oh, there's a little crisis. We have a client that needs something. And, and he'd have it looked after often before he'd, he'd call one of us. Even in the personal life, like when my, my marriage ended and I was first back out on my own and stuff, that first couple of weeks was really rough and he was shooting me messages. Are, are you okay? Do you need anything? What's going on? Do you, like, just bug the hell out of me. Yeah, my first yeah. marriage. This one's still solid. <laughs> this is my last marriage. Uh, but uh, yeah, he, no, he messaged, he, Anthony messaged, yeah, he just, just made sure that me and my, me and, me and, me and Liv were okay, and just making sure, like it didn't. 
I don't know where he, how he picked up the context of that, that maybe I wasn't in the best place, but he, yeah, he was the he first knew. person. Yeah, he, he, he always put other people yeah, before yeah. himself. Yeah. yeah. And that, you made a comment earlier in that, in, when, if, when we were speaking in that, you know, that he took you under your wings. So mm-hmm. when you think about it and that, his tattoo and that of um, pixie dust and that pretty, yeah. um, Peter Pan. Peter Pan, oh, and right. there's his wings. And so yeah. that's him, and that's how he was for all of us and everything he did. Um, I've, uh, I'm in contact with his mom and his two sisters. Um, he was their glue stick. Yeah, yeah. he was. And they don't function well mm-hmm. because of that. And so uh, I've been, I said I'd speak on their behalf. She has to say some things for them. So in Anthony's mom's world, it's shattered completely. She's proud of everything he accomplished and everything he did for this community. She has, will always, always was so, so willing to give to people. He just, she just couldn't believe that. You know, she'd be somewhere and, and she didn't even know this person knew that. And she would say something and they'd say, well, how do you know him? And then she could say, that's my son. And they didn't even know the connections and that. But she, he was always there for anyone and anyone that needed them. And especially for them as first mom and his two sisters. You know, it didn't matter what was going on in his life. Nine o'clock, he'd come home and he'd call her. Just to say goodnight, say I love you, mom, check in. She's missed out immensely. She was that, he was that glue stick for all of them. His sisters are struggling very mentally. They all are very hard. So what he gave to us at the end, what he's given to all you people and that, and what he gives to the whole the world. For 10 years, he did our children's Christmas party. And he's that guy behind the scenes yeah, we bring in students that they're supposed to be doing it, but that doesn't matter. He was the guy behind the scenes. And you know, and you always knew whatever was going to happen out there, Anthony was right there. He was going to make sure it went through it. And he did that for all of us. And now we bring his, his mom and his sisters in to, to, to try to be part of it still. Um, making that change to, you know, making it Anthony's children. That's, that's him. He's always there. I feel him always in the building. Okay. His sisters, they just say the same thing. What he gave to everybody in this community and that what the community gave back to him, they're just overwhelmed mm-hmm. with the thoughts and to keeping his legacy alive. Speaking of his legacy, um, I guess, you know, let's face it. Theater. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Might have to circle back. No. It's, it's where you go when you don't fit in anywhere else a lot of the time, right? So, and we all have our own stories about that, but I just would like to think that he felt accepted and welcome here and that he fostered that in these kids, especially the kids, everybody really, but I noticed for the kids and I'd see them come into the junior and the intermediate group and then go into the senior group and, you know, him making them feel so welcome and heard and seen and accepted. And, and I see these kids and how they've grown up to be those people. <laughs> That's pretty cool. How many years did he run the youth group? Well, well I, he came right on. Time. Oh, I'm trying to think, was it? He was a youth, a youth uh, he, group kid. No, wasn't he? No, he was not. Okay. He was. 
His first show, I think, was the one that um, got, was it Guys and Dolls, and then he someone talked him into coming into the youth group, and I was running it at the time, and and because we were doing the seat. Well, when we started youth group, with what we had like about six kids. And then as they grew up, there was nowhere for them, so I went to the teens, and that's when Anthony came on uh -huh. with the teen group, right? And, oh my gosh, I, I, I wish that, I'm sure if I look back, I yeah. would be able to find it. Be fun. Yeah, we have but I would say, and I'm sure it'd be, I should have thought of doing that, but it was probably 2008, would you say? Maybe even before that, I don't know. Because I came back in 11. He did it for 12 freaking years. Yeah. Okay, so I came back in oh, 11 and he was already doing it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, he started acting and he was already involved. That's a crazy amount of kids. I, yeah. <laughs> Besides yeah. the theater, I, I have to say what really touches me, which really, I never dwelt or thought about it too much before, is we saw Anthony, I saw him once a week, right? Maybe twice. But when you worked with them, you saw them every day. What a loss, right? Yeah. yeah. It must, it, you know, like we... and. and Mm -hmm. you, you still walk sometimes in the yeah. reception, yet you, you, you want to see him behind that yeah. desk, you want to see him at the filing cabinet. <laughs> but yeah, it, it, it's, it's, it was a real gap and, and it hit and it happened in, in the middle of horrible circumstances in COVID, and, you know, right at the start of that. And so when you were so reliant on those, those first couple months, you know, of COVID, it was like, like he was making thing ha things happen and making sure you know we adapted and people yeah. were being being served and and supported and yes yeah, so to have that that loss um it, it was it was really tough for a, a lot of us that uh, that had been with him yeah. for for quite a while i'm sure <clears throat> but uh, um but there's so many good memories and that's what you have to draw upon. yes yeah and and that's what you get gets you through it and gives you that strength uh, I, I i'm sorry i do have to take my leave but Thank you again for doing this because I think it reinforces, you know, we all have our loss with Anthony and those special memories that help us get over that loss. But when you hear about him being in, in, involved in theater and the youth group and, so, you know, other things, it's, it's, it's a loss for our community. And I think just together, seeing Anthony's hope carry on as a food drive keeps that, that presence, that, that optimism, that hope, that laughter keeps it going for our community. So... Thank you for, for doing that. Well, and I love hope because to me it takes two things that were incredibly important to Anthony. Both of the things. His work at the inn was a, mm. such a huge piece of who he was yeah. and what he did and his passion was the helping people there. And then the theater was his other major passion. And the fact that we can take those two pieces and put them together in hope to me is, is it, it, it keeps him here and alive and, and active in our world. And I think that that's really, really important to, to keep doing that. And that's why I wanted Dallas to do this. And again, thank you for doing this because I think this is really important for us to remember all of the impacts he made. He made it on the, the, to the adults in the theater. Mm -hmm. He made it to all of the kids he worked with for so many years in the theater. And the people at the inn, that the clients that he had there and his co-workers there, it just, such a huge impact in everybody's world and I think we all feel the same way I do the first time I stage managed a show and Anthony wasn't there because mm -hmm. it was such a weird feeling to There's stage manage and you knew that if there was an issue, it wasn't an issue. It was solved before you knew it was an issue because he just did it. Oh yeah, that's done. 
oh, thank you, okay. Um, and I think he did that in all aspects of his life. He did that in youth group, he did it at the theater, he did it at home, he did it at the inn, everywhere. He just kind of saw the gap and filled it for everyone. And it, whether it was calling people, whether it was just making sure that they had a hug when they needed a hug, right? He knew what you needed before you before you needed it. He had the best hugs, though. He did. Have the best. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I'm thinking maybe what we can do right now is take a little break, um, eat a snack, maybe give some hugs, and then uh, you can have a few minutes to think of maybe some other stories that you might want to share, and then we can regroup again in 15 minutes. Does that sound okay? Yeah. Excellent. Thank you, Dallas. Okay, I'm just going to jump in here real quick with a wee bit of content warning. The second half of the show is a little bit saucier, and there are a couple of curse words. Shield your children accordingly. Uh, I hope everybody had a snack because I am not taking the tidbits home. What's up? So, oh, we, we got to pass them around. Yourself? Oh, yeah, oh, Sam, yeah. yeah. I'm sorry. Okay. Uh, Sam snuck in, so we're going to give her a chance to say hey and. Okay. Um, <laughs> Let's tell us who you are and how you do it. Um, are, are, we, are we started? Okay, cool. Um, so, hi, I'm Sam. Um, I first met Anthony uh, during auditions for Oliver, and then we were besties ever since. Uh, <laughs> Oliver was probably one of my most positive theater experiences. Um, it was just a heck of a fun show. Um, made friends, created new relationships. Killed you? Killed me multiple times. <laughs> um, once we did, in fact, uh, draw blood. Um, <laughs> Oh, I guess I have to tell that story now. Shit. Um, sorry. <laughs> well, she came and x-rayed it. So Anthony wanted it to be like as realistic as humanly possible. So um, Dave, who did, uh, Dave Mitchell, who did fight choreography and stuff, we choreographed the death scene. And we made it so I was like really safe. So our first day with costumes, um, I had this nice shawl on. And he started murdering me. And I couldn't judge where the it was in the script. Was. This was, was supposed to be. Judged. I was supposed to be. I was a prostitute who was supposed to be murdered by her husband slash him slash whatever he was. Um, so Dave starts beating me. I'm supposed to. <laughs> so, anyways, um, good job. Um, I'm supposed to smash my head on the ground. Well, because I had this costume piece that lovely Anthony picked out for me. I couldn't judge where the ground was, so I smashed my nose off the ground. And I just, when we're supposed to yell stop when something not safe happens. Um, and then I just, my nose was bleeding and Anthony, like I ran out of the room, Anthony followed and Dave's like, I didn't touch her. Um, so yeah, that's the story of how I gave myself a bloody nose during Oliver when I was dying. But Anthony was just, he was, he had his hand in everything. So like just even Oliver, for example, like there were days where him and I would be at the other, what's the little church called? where we build sets and stuff. Campbell Street. Campbell Street, there we go. Um, and him and I would be painting um, the set, experimenting with different things for that. He also did like the costumes. Like he literally did everything. I don't think he couldn't have not done everything. He had to be involved in every tiny little thing. Um, now I'm rambling. I don't know what else to say. <laughs> that absolutely perfect. Um, I guess other fun stories, he was, Again, just reiterating what other people said, always there for people, always checking in, making sure that you were okay. Um, 
he kind of, not orchestrated, but he was involved with me and Wyatt being in a relationship, and we're coming up on six years. Um, he was kind of like a, a relationship therapist at times. <laughs> um, there were times, like, he was kind of our third wheel, like, our unintentional third member of our dating. Like, I used to always say, like, it's my boyfriend and my boyfriend's boyfriend, which was Anthony. Um, we would go to the gym together, um, work out together. We'd play, like, games in the basement, which I'd normally just watch the two of them play. And then this one time we were playing Mortal Kombat. I just, I'm not a gamer, but I just floored both of them and kept beating them. So whoever won got to play the next person. It was just me playing either one of them. And then the one time I just jumped right on top of Anthony and started dry humping him because I won. I was like, yeah. <laughs> um, he enjoyed that. Uh, <laughs> like we had a very close relationship. Pretty, pretty close. Yeah. <laughs> um, moral of the story: I'm really good at Mortal Kombat, and Anthony wasn't, but that's okay. Um, <laughs> Uh, what other fun stories do I have? I, I love his the RSVP card from the wedding because he signed it like Anthony and Wyatt like hits Herbert Rockalanza and everything. <laughs> <laughs> and everything. Oh, I should have that. It was hilarious they, they when he gave it to me. They were a, they were an item. And I well, that makes it awkward it. for me though because we were now both. it's you're the girlfriend with the boyfriend <laughs> with the boyfriend who has a boyfriend who's also married to me. Yeah. That's it's very complicated. These are modern times, right there. Modern times. Modern times. It started 2016, guys. This is modern times. Can you guys um, talk about that? Uh, one of the infamous camping trips. Oh, is that oh, allowed? Oh, oh, camping trips. We already podcast a whole different. I okay. Yeah. The, the tone well, in the first part of it. I was just gonna say. I think maybe. Yeah. We're kind of censored. This is where, like, you would just start beeping everything I say out. Um, I'm not that good at editing, so okay. keep it clean. Um, I don't have a button for that. There yeah. Is it the S button? The camping trips were just utter chaos because I'm someone who doesn't partake in really anything. I don't drink very much on occasion, except that one cast party at your house. Hey, oh. <laughs> yeah, that was a shot for shot with Anthony, and uh, Sam was at her smallest at 1.30, and I don't know how much he was, and we went shot for shot, and that was not good for Sam. I did the whole cycle of being drunk and sober by 10 o'clock. That was a good time. I forgot about that. What? I'd forgotten about that. No, I, I well, remember that I, now. I tell people, people. Well, that's. <laughs> I, I did yell and sing the entire you night. Did. Apparently, yep. you did. That's Anthony's fault. Yeah. <laughs> See, <laughs> most we may talk most about him being a good. Most influence. times when parties get crazy, it it's usually Anthony's is Anthony's fault. doing, but he just sits, gets to sit back and watch. Exactly. <laughs> because there was uh, <laughs> lots of good parties at your house that involved Anthony. Like oh, his yeah. birthday. Oh, his birthday. His birthday party. Oh. He did a surprise birthday for him. What was that? His 29th? That was that epic. That was the 29th. Because he wanted a big party for his 30th, but we weren't going to give him a big party for his 30th. We gave it to him for his 29th. <laughs> um, so we did a big surprise party at my place. And yeah. He uh, showed up, and most of the people in this room showed up. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, we surprised him. We surprised him, and I think he yep. smashed cake all over your face. That's a tradition that we have. He usually does, yes. We take turns pushing cake in each other's faces on birthdays. That's been always a thing. I think that's all on pictures and videos. Yes, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep. yep. 
So was he just like a big instigator of drinks, and then he would step oh, yeah. back, like put the liquor just forward, to watch and the then fun. Just, just instigator the in general. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Master of shenanigans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Yeah, but he at least like picks up after his shenanigans. Like this one time on the camping trip, um, someone ate too many special chocolates and was just full out like not having a good time. But Anthony was the one who like sat by their side, made sure they were okay. Like that's just who he was. He would start the shenanigans, but he would at least deal with them. Yeah, which is. Oh, it was always good. Hopefully that wasn't myself. Yeah, it was not <laughs> I was about to say that. You get that very gender ritual with like somebody's mother who's on a camping trip. Yeah. Actually, I don't think Parker went that year. Oh, no, okay. he didn't. wasn't. Yeah, that was... Oh. <laughs> but yeah, he, he, he just was like, he cleaned up everything. So, I mean, there was always drama somewhere at some point, but he was always the one to kind of defuse the situation. Back to that better. trip, though, it was Kristen, right? <laughs> no, it wasn't. <laughs> no, 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 no. I know exactly who no, it was. I, I, I usually am mom role in situations. <laughs> mom and dad, see? Yeah. yeah. Hence why people think we were always a couple when yeah. we needed shirts that said not with him and not with her or not married, but people always just assumed because we were always together. <laughs> He liked the, He liked the idea of wrong. Like he he wanted he wanted me to uh, to uh, propose to D at or the end of uh, Christmas Carol. Yes. He wanted well, me I to didn't do know it. that. Yes, he did. I remember, I remember that. that. Yeah. You never told me that. Yeah. I thought I did, but nope. <laughs> <This is why. laughs> that's when I. That's what. That's when I just kind of I liked. He, he was he was pushing me. Ask her to marry you. On stage, in front of everybody. Oh. And you did. He and it took I did. It took a couple more took years two after. more that. years after I didn't, that. Yeah, I didn't get, yeah. Because I'm like, we're in the middle of rehearsal. I don't have a ring. Yeah, like, what do you want me to do here? <laughs> he would have produced one. I was going to say. Uh, he would have produced one out of anything. Yeah, get me that tinfoil. Exactly. I will admit, boy, that like it was it was really, really tempting to do that for not for, for uh, not only for yes. us, but for him too. Because like I, I I will say my biggest regret is I didn't just because of the number of people we had in our, our wedding. I didn't have him as a groomsman. I yeah. wish I did, mm-hmm. just to have that little bit more of him. But but he still very he, helped out through that. He was God, there through yeah. that whole day and did him busted, and Wyatt and him and Wyatt him. busted their asses yeah. for us in the background, and it was awesome. He didn't just do your wedding though. He also did this one. Yes, he did. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like he planned. He was a very good from, wedding like, planner. Yes. As soon as he found out it was happening, he's like, "Okay, I have this idea, <laughs> and this, and we're doing this for, for the bachelorette." And I already got. I've already made all the phone calls. It's a tail. It's handled. And I'm like, "Okay, are you the bride's? Are you the maid of honor? No. Why <laughs> not? That's okay. He took the role. He My took the role. maid of honor lived out in BC. He That's was true. the second maid of honor calls for it. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. He planned he just, it all out. He did what he needed. I made sure I had everything I needed and planned it out that way. That way it made it incredibly we, thankful in this way for COVID to have happened because I wouldn't have been able to handle 10 days after this to yeah. have gotten married and stand up without him there. No. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. It would have been a mess. And it was still really hard the year and a half after it when I finally did get married to try to do it without him there because it was just like 
but he was, he was, he there. was there. He was, he but was it wasn't. It's just physically he wasn't yeah. there, but he was. Yeah. He was there. I remember we. Uh, as soon as I said, okay, well, we're going to do a, a shower for her. And the next day I get this email. Here's all the shower games. And this is what we do. And I think we should eat this. And I was like, oh, I guess I don't have to do anything for this because it's all organized now. Well, and I've sent these questions to Matt because I need to get these answers. And I've sent this to Beth to get the answers. So I'm going to coordinate. Okay, Anthony, whatever. The games are for you guys. I won't look after that at all. But it was just, he had, it was like the day after we said, well, we're thinking about having a shower around this time. And all of a sudden I got this whole, like everything planned out. Here's what we got. We got this, we got this. I got, okay, that's lovely. Mm -hmm. So he was, he was really in there like a dirty shirt and tried to get <laughs> all those different pieces in there. And, and uh, I know what they did their, I don't know what you call it, bachelorette party bachelorette, I guess bachelorette. they did their bachelorette the weekend before COVID yeah and they debated whether they should go or not go or cancel it or not cancel it and I remember thinking just go and do it just go and do it and I'm so glad you guys had the chance to do it that and just go and they because that yeah. was the last big outing yeah. you could have because yeah. the world mm -hmm. shut down a week mm -hmm. later mm -hmm. yeah. but they went and they painted their signs and they went I don't know everything that they did because I wasn't there which I don't want to know 100% <laughs> but I know I saw some really good pictures and they were really happy and had a really good time and I think that was a nice a nice memory to be able to reflect on mm. after we went into COVID and had all that chaos that happened and everybody's mental health have mm -hmm. suffered a little bit as we went through that and that was a good memory for them to hold on to I think and it was even though he couldn't be at the wedding he was at that mm -hmm. celebration part and and you knew he was really into it so it he made lovely. the best penis cookies <laughs> sure there are no children present <laughs> the second half is x-rated and if liz, and if, famous blue <laughs> if liz walton was here and i'm not sure why she isn't she obviously has a good reason uh she would want to uh me she would want to tell the story of when her husband pete met anthony and uh they were out for after drinks after rehearsal or so and he was her dresser in a show and he came up and you know big tall good looking anthony and you know, and uh, it, Liz introduces him as her dress, uh, her dresser for the show, and he's like, "Wait, what?" <laughs> and and she looked at Pete and said, "You seriously have nothing to worry about." And he looked Anthony up and down. She said, "No, seriously, you have nothing to worry about." <laughs> oh, okay, all right, we're good. on the same page. But that was pretty funny. 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and this is uh, another Liz story, but I will always remember when he directed looking and her shenanigans on the chair, oh the bar God. chair. Oh. Like, because as awful. a short woman, I related. I was like, <laughs> sister, I know. I, I, I understand your pain. It was just comic. Yes. Yeah. No, I feel gold. like he made the, tried to make the stool taller every night. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So we could <laughs> yeah, see your probably did. Because yep. oh, okay. that, that was so funny. <laughs> it was like, mm. I was like, I would say on the headset, is that t- stool yep. taller than it was last night? Because yep. it looks like it might be. Maybe. I'm not saying anything he says. Okay. Yeah. One show he, looking was it. the one show he didn't want me not in. He bugged the hell out of me. He says, you're Andy. Yep. Even uh, we we uh, uh, we did a reading at my house uh, over dinner, and then and uh, playing my girlfriend Liz, uh, who be, be ended up being Liz, was uh, Jay Peckham's mom. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Ruth Ann, that was yeah. Ruth, it was yeah. just hilarious. But yeah, that that show was special. That was, that was yeah. yeah challenging on every front. We just again, it was something we as a cast member you want couldn't help but make. To, you wanted to make Anthony laugh. Yep. That's what you wanted to do in, in his shows. Just make him laugh. And it was so much fun. God. Yeah, I remember him working backstage on Shorthanded when we did that too. And that was such a fun show. I mean, he loved that because, come on, it was uh, guys in their underwear. <laughs> yeah, and, yep. No, I'm uh, sorry. I had to be in the bathroom. Oh! <laughs> I was in the bathroom part of, this, of the change room. I saw the men in. Ah, there you go. All right. <laughs> okay, then he lived vicariously through you. Yes, usually yes. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. A lot no, of that fun. Was, that was that was interesting. It was it was a very interesting script because Oh, worst script ever. They, you <laughs> didn't know what scene you were on. So it was like I remember I remember going on um, headset because I stage managed she was in SMB. What page are we on now? Oh well, I, I said, know. Oh, we're on page seventy two. Okay. What page are we on now? Yeah. We're on page fifteen now. It's like we just kept jumping. We kept jumping all that. Well, and I see these things aspirated boy about six or seven every show, six or seven times. What page are we on now? Well, <laughs> I would run lines with Norm at home because I was co-producing that, and I Norm was in it, so I'd run lines with him, and and he I'd say, ah, oh, you poor son of a gun. I said, I feel so bad for you because. I mean, it was a it was a funny script and it was very heartwarming and I loved being part of it. But as far as writing goes, Norm would say the same line about six different ways. Mm-hmm. And he'd say, "Oh, which part of the play is this? You know, which?" Oh, it was very difficult to yeah. learn. Mm-hmm. So that is one of the reasons why they would circle back and you'd have to. <laughs> well, yeah. I would just say, Andrea up in the booth. <laughs> where are they? Where are we now? Oh, where are they? Oh, okay, we're circling back the year now. Yeah, we, we oh, can. and we're back. Nope, we're gone again. <laughs> yep, yep. Okay, I need to play this sound effect now, because it's going to have that happen. And it was like, that's not supposed to happen for another five pages. I don't care. We need to get this to go here. He's like, yep. I said, Anthony, what am I going to do? And he'd say, play the toilet flash. Okay, we can do that. <laughs> So very, it was an interesting show, but he was very good at adapting to mm-hmm. whatever oh. got thrown at him backstage. Yeah. Right? And we, we managed. We got through. So. During the break, we were talking a little bit about Peter Pan, and we were talking a little bit about the tattoo that he had. And 
that show in general, and I wondered if you guys oh. wanted to pick up on that because it was a really lovely conversation. Big, big it was. Hey, love it was man. his absolute favorite show, the yeah. show he always wanted to do, about the boy who never grew up, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I was just gonna say that. that was yeah. Him. Yeah. 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 We we uh, we were talking. We rehearsed in the Bayside Mall, uh, in the front front of the Bayside Mall, and. And it was freezing over there. They didn't, they they didn't want to put the heat on for us. So we had little heaters that would blow a fuse yeah. all the time. Yeah. But we don't remember the cold. I just remembered the fun, right? Oh, yeah. Kristen? It was so much fun. Yes. And did you stage manage that one? I Kristen? did. That yeah. was my first stage managed oh um, with youth group. And yeah. how how Anthony used to use sets from other. Yeah, <laughs> we used a lot of sets from Rebounds, Little Mermaid from that one. He was really good at ship. reusing, reduce, reuse, recycle. Oh, yes. yes. Yeah. Reduce, really reuse, recycle, yes. Um, yeah, I like that show. I, I think that would probably, if Anthony were here, he would say probably that was his dream to always do yeah. Peter Pan. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 And Christopher was uh, hooking it. Okay. And Sarah Matuzic was Peter Pan. Yeah. That's right. We had two people. Yeah, Sarah was the other one. Yeah. 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 And what did you do in that show? I did the makeup for that. That's right. And it was fun. And every night, Sarah's eyebrows got bigger and bigger to one night, Anthony finally had to say, tone it down a little bit. But we were laughing our asses <laughs> off because they were just getting bigger and bigger. We were just having more fun, more sparkles, more dirt on the Lost Boys. We just got bigger every night. And Anthony was always in there helping wherever you needed him. He was there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, that was the first youth show that um, we did more than just half of a show, I think. Yes. You used yeah, to yeah. do it where you would share the stage one night only with the, with the with juniors, juniors starting and first then we act have, one yeah. and seniors doing act two. Yeah. So when we decided to do, when we got the go-ahead to do Peter Pan, Anthony's like, I don't want to have to only do this one time. Like, it's too big of a show. So mm -hmm. Brian gave us three, uh, three days of shows two shows a day yeah. so the kids were really excited about it but obviously it was super exhausting but like they kept going the whole time yeah. we had three school shows no two school yeah. shows yeah. and a saturday matinee yeah. and then the, the and evenings then in those those days as well so mm -hmm. there'd be times when we'd have we'd stay like anthony would stay yeah. here with mm -hmm. kids and uh, until the evening and they would just day. bring dinner here for like, yeah. themselves yeah. and they would sleep yeah. in like on the couches in the dressing room take naps and stuff throughout the day so that they didn't have to leave and come back and mm -hmm. yeah it was it was a I good th three days and i think before peter pan with the youth group you know we you know it was always a bit quirky sometimes you felt like to really like the or to relate to the show, this was maybe before Anthony's time, you had to almost share blood with the person up there to even understand what was going on, you know, oh, that's my child up there. But I think Peter Pan, when it came out, was when the people in the that mattered, so to speak, started to sit up and take notice that yeah. Yeah. there's a lot of talent here, yeah. right? Yeah. There's, a, there's this young man has a lot of talent. He's going to go far. and. And uh, got it, it was. I think it got a lot of respect for Anthony as well. I think yeah. it was maybe even a turning point. It I was a know. turning point. Yeah. Yes. A, well, and yeah. it lives on because one of the things we did before COVID with the youth group was we were trying to formalize what they were going to do at each level so that we could kind of create, and we're going to continue to work on this now, but create a 
series of programs so that in junior youth group you learn about mm -hmm. these pieces and then intermediate yeah. you learn because before that it was all everybody did whatever they wanted to do and now we were we were, and, and anthony was part of that group Fine that was formalizing these are the things that i teach the kids and this is how we do it so that we knew when they were finished with and ultimately when they're finished with youth group they can walk into a theater program at a university and speak the language and be able to get it and i think there were people and i talked to some of his previous kids that went on that said I knew a lot more about theater and how it worked than other people in my class in first year. Did you find that when you were there? Um, I did for sure. I definitely felt like I had a lot of experience going into my first year, especially with how involved I had been during the past two, like during the past, like last two years of high school in grade eleven. I did um, the producers, I did youth group, and mm -hmm. I was in uh, Footloose at high school, um, all at the same time. And, <laughs> and it was the best time of my life. I will never forget that. And I just continuously in involved myself in the theater that I didn't see myself doing anything else. And so I just graduated with my theater degree and, and now doing my master's in theater in the fall because Anthony and the youth group really helped me get that confidence. Um, yeah. And just to add on to that, Emma was one of the junior youth group leaders because, and to what answer, what's your name, Andrea? Who <laughs> <laughs> are you? Good friend of mine, can't remember her name. Um, would, Part of like like the setting up the students for success was taking the senior youth group students and having them um, volunteer to be junior yeah. youth group leaders with us. So we would have like myself and another adult, and then we'd have a couple of junior or senior youth group kids as junior leaders in the group. If that makes sense. Anyway, yeah, so it was training just them. awesome because you you learned all of that and we would just sit back and let them fly like and you know so that they had that confidence right but it's all building those skills so that when you get to post-secondary or into the working world and i've had kids come back and say to me because they're often they may not have pursued the arts but you know they've said what you did for us and the self-esteem that built within us like one little girl like I'll say her name Maya because she's not here. And nobody knows her. No, we all know her. But like she would, she was so quiet. She yeah. was like a little mouse, and you couldn't like. So, well, remember when we did? What was it? Was through the Looking Glass, and was she Alice? Yeah. Yeah, and like this huge voice and oh, power, and you know, she, I remember her mom coming up to me and saying after about the second year before this show she says you know i just want to say this to you on behalf of everybody that has helped maya that like she came up to me a while ago and said thank you so much for letting me do this because i feel like i found my voice yeah. right and i and look at I, her now like she's just huge yeah i had this exact same experience um in grade 10 when we did game of tiaras and oh, oh yeah 
Um, after auditions, I thought I just flunked it. I thought I did terrible. I was like, well, that's okay. I always have next year, haha, <laughs> you know. And I was and I was given the role of Cinderella, which had the mm-hmm. most lines of that play. Mm-hmm. And I just started bawling, crazy. Who would have thought? <laughs> <laughs> Not you. <laughs> Me. I'm you so never. I've never seen him. Her after the producers <laughs> and during the producer and during the producer <laughs> um, but after um, I was crying and I I had like just like completely broken down because I was just so nervous and I didn't know what to do with myself I thought I couldn't do it and Anthony found me um, like in the laundry room here and was like we picked you to do this because we have confidence in you and I want you to see the confidence in yourself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that was the day I woke up. That was the day. <laughs> Today I woke up and realized this is it. <laughs> this is what I want to give to others. And I'm so thankful that he was able to give that to me. And so going to school for theater and trying to live in his legacy i just am hoping i make him proud you have with oh, yeah. everything you have i do yeah he's proud of you <laughs> well i think you love seeing that too especially kids that he's done yeah. the youth group stuff with who have graduated yeah. and then came back after their first yeah. year of school whether it was in a theater program or have they decided to do a different route with how and he'd see them he would just feel that proudness for them he yeah felt like he's yeah. just like I helped you put you where it is, or they were proud enough to be their person of who they wanted to be in yeah. their life, and he was just like, you're perfect, like, you're great, I am so proud of you for it, like, it was amazing to see that proudness for him, even though any kid that finished shows, and it was amazing watching the kids go through the program, the youth group here, I only did youth group for three years, and I remember watching, going into my, I came in halfway through my first year for it, and then watching the kids at the end, just before COVID, how much in the two and a half, three years that I was there, mm-hmm. how much they grew and how much we Anthony yeah. noticed something was wrong, like you were not right that day, he would t- like pull them off the side, make sure they were okay, and help them realize what their problem, like what had happened. If something had happened in their lives, he wanted to make sure that they were taken care of and they knew mm-hmm. if anything was wrong, that you had someone there to talk to. And I think you had someone to help you through your problems, and he made sure that. He was there to do that. He was always available to ask and to talk to about that. And it was, it was what he did. And he's incredibly it, proud of all his youth group kids. And it really goes to show too is uh, like for those of us that we've been doing several adults doing shows and stuff like like Emma's like Emma and I became really good friends during the producers. Like uh, she was just a youth group kid to me beforehand. I just knew for and having God how. There was about five or six of you youth group of the youth group kids yep. and the producers who just came in and didn't skip a beat, fit right in, ju- tried everything just as much as a, as the more as a more seasoned uh, actors and stuff. It was what it was. It was that, like that's a tribute to Anthony for teaching you all this and and preparing you for that. When we go into the trenches and which and with uh, with the adults and stuff, like it was awesome. It was there was no it was pretty seamless in my opinion. And like yeah, yeah again, well, like we became friends so. with all of you. Yeah. 
Right, to, right, right back to as he gave you the wings. Yeah. yeah. You said you put the group together and we would do this, but we would just let them fly. Yeah. Well, you let them fly. Yeah. Look what they flow into. You know? Yeah. And there it is. <laughs> and and, and he, there's yeah. lot, lots and lots out there, too. Yeah. It's that whole go big or go home philosophy. Yep. Which yep. is also something I share with him. Yeah. <laughs> you, know, mm -hmm. you never do anything this much. It's always. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. His well, mom said one thing that she wanted me to relate to him, but that she, he was blessed. He was blessed to have three families. Yeah. Not yeah. all of us can say that. Now, yeah. we're hearing different stories, but he had three families. Yeah. Yep. The theater was a very big part oh, yeah. of his family. Yes. Yeah. His own family and the in family. Yes. So he had three families and three families in this world are struggling and taking this time to do this in memory. Yeah. Well, one of the things was is that as much as he gave to us, he also leaned on us when he needed to. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I know everybody in this room gave him a hug when he needed it. Yeah. Sure. Or gave him that quick phone call because you weren't sure what was going on with him or mm -hmm. saw that he was a little bit quiet and you just checked in with him. It was that, that family thing. Is that as much as he did give us, we, we welcomed him into our families and we supported him with things, whether it was sitting around and having fun with him, but it was also when things weren't going so well. And I know it was a big thing during COVID that he struggled during COVID because he was a frontline worker and mm -hmm. he had yeah. to be in there. And, and I know we did online gaming for a number of, of uh, weeks, we would get together and Kristen and Beth and my husband and I and Anthony would, just an hour or so, we'd do some, we'd play Jackbox online and just kind of chit chat for a little while and touch base because he was struggling with some of that stuff. And it was, it was that as much as you, he reached out, he also shared when he was needing that sharing. And that was also that fact he could be vulnerable with us as well as see our vulnerabilities he shared his so that we could support him which i'm always thankful that at least i could do something for him because he did so much for us it was nice to be able to do a little bit and i know we all in the room did that at some point in time whether it was just listen to him when he needed to vent because somebody did something you didn't want to know about <laughs> or he had a fight with somebody or he was struggling with a computer or couldn't remember how to spell things or whatever the frustration was. <laughs> I did a lot of proofreading for him. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, that camaraderie and that two-way street was really, really nice because it made you feel special because you could help him as he helped you, right? And that was the other piece I really liked is that he did let you see his vulnerabilities, yeah. right? And not everybody does that. A lot of people keep them real close to the chest, but I think we all saw them at some point in time mm -hmm. and were ever to say, you know, you got this. We got you. You got this. You got us. We got all work together. Whether yeah. it was here, whether it was with the youth group, in a show, at the inn. Um, I didn't know his family all that well, but I'm sure they they did that type of thing as well. So it's he did have three big families that were they all loved him, and they you're right. We all incredibly missed that piece. The the ultimate tribute though is I wish. We could have had an overhead shot the day he passed when we were. Yeah, I've got that one. Yep. City of this, the downtown core is shut down black. Not, yeah, yeah. I don't think there's a street light on. No, no. Yep. And all you see yep. is this stream of cars. Yep. Yeah. And then just a pile of candles. Just yeah. to say goodbye to him. And everyone cried. And yep. 
And, uh, and we I'll, broke all the COVID. And we broke it all. I broke it all. We're at 10 o'clock doing shots yeah. of tequila in front of the theater. Party. Yeah. And yeah. That's when yeah. we all think that we're a bottle, we could care less. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, 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 God, like, and I'll, I love it. Yeah, we're God, all they, clusters here and there. God, God love a, a member of. Uh, a member of the staff, he, 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 he was, it was a scary time and he was doing the right thing. So you, you know who you are and I love you, buddy. Um, but you had to do the right thing. But it was, he, you, he didn't want to do it because yep. he knew yep. how special that yep. moment was. Yep. Well, the was people incredible. in the apartment building had called the police. Yeah. Yeah. I would have loved a photo but, of that. Yeah. Just to yeah. See yep. it. Well, and they came out and they said, you know, because I was the one that had to go around and say to all the groups, you know, we have to go, yeah, folks. We're yeah. like, yeah. we were allowed to have five people together at that like, point in time. I think that. To be honest, he was so happy a man in uniform was called. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, that's he was for for him. Him. Oh, oh, it was him. Yeah, for yeah. For yeah. Not for everything else, but for no, him. It was just yeah. for him. That was his little treat on top of on top of everything else. else. There you the go. Sunday. That was the cherry. The man in uniform. He was. Just drooling up there. <laughs> I kept thinking he was gonna pop out and just I don't know. Yeah. I just kept thinking. I over, over the mark here. He's gonna yeah. come out. Gotcha it's bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And I a joke, right? I had that for yeah. the longest time. I would yeah. think. I just thought he's kidding us, right? Yeah. This is a practical joke. And I'm gonna turn around and he's gonna be there yeah. and he's gonna be laughing at me because mm -hmm. I'm standing here crying. And, and I keep expecting him to pop out, and it hasn't yep. happened yet. So well, that's because I, a lot of people with COVID, it didn't seem real because we couldn't see each other yes. anyway. So yep, for right. a long time, yeah. it just felt like we were still in quarantine. And yep. then when we started coming out, so people kind of had to, we had a, a bunch of different levels of going through the grief process because we didn't really get it in the beginning. And then mm -hmm. when we started doing some theater things, he wasn't there. And then it took, what, two years to have his celebration of life. Yep. So there's yep. been lots of little things. So it's we, been hard to kind of accept it. I yes. Yeah. A lot of people still haven't really accepted it yet. Yeah. Well, I think it was, we, he had a, such a big personality too. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Such a big, big heart, big personality that it's just like you, you feel it no matter what. And everything. So trying to move on with it, and you just like you're missing, you're missing that little piece, like you're missing that Anthony piece, and you're, it's always going to be in the back of your head, being like, it's not a hundred percent right, and everything. No, well, like even he's still present though, because like we just did Beauty and the Beast, and we do our directors' gifts, whatever. We gave the leftover money, I believe, to the inn or uh -huh. to. Um, some for we donated more money because Aww. like he's still there he's still a part of every yep. show no matter what yep it's maybe not as big as it used to be but he's still in our hearts when we're doing things we're still thinking about him in ways that we can yep. put forward for his memory yeah I still find remnants of him like I was doing props you know for several shows in the last season and I'd be in the room and I would just Anthony oh. made those bread and, yeah. and it was just I'd be by myself and I'd be like, oh, Anthony did that and did this. And mm -hmm. yeah, he's definitely still with us. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, when you walk into the studios every so often, it'll be like, hi, okay, yeah, I know I'm here again. You're supposed to be here, but you're not. Um, for me, it's um, there's a clock behind us for reference. Oh, my God. <laughs> and um, we did a show, it was called Forgotten, and it was a spin off. <laughs> 
of um, Peter Pan, mm -hmm. and I was Gwendolyn, and I had to learn to shoot a bow and arrow. <laughs> <laughs> and I, for some reason, was told, "Oh, just shoot it at the wall over there, like just for practice." Like there was like there was like a, it wasn't like like pointy or anything. Like it was totally normal. Well, the first bone arrow I shoot goes straight through the clock. <laughs> um, but the clock stops the time. The clock still works, and so it's never been replaced. And so every There's time, a black mark on there. Is that for that's me? A that's the hole. And so whenever I see yeah. that hole in the clock, um, I think of how thankful I am for. Everything I was able to try in the youth group. Um, in the first show I ever was in the senior youth group, it was um, 30 Reasons Not to Be in a Play. Oh, right here. Um, and I was this little shy girl who doesn't really do much. Um, and I was told to smash a camera on stage because, for context, the father figure in this little skit is obsessed with taking pictures, and that's why I was oh, in yeah. the play. Um, and so I had to smash this camera. So for rehearsals, I'm just like putting it on the ground, acting as if I just threw it. Well, a week before the show, Anthony's like, you know you actually have to smash that on stage, right? So you need to <laughs> practice throwing it and smashing it on the ground. You have to do this. And I was like, okay. So I dropped it on the ground. He's like, you have to smash it. It needs to go into little pieces. <laughs> I'm like, okay, so I throw it a little harder. It goes into a million pieces all over the floor, and I just scream, I broke it, I'm sorry! <laughs> and everybody starts laughing hysterically. Um, and it's just, I've been given so many opportunities through Anthony, through Kristen, through everybody in the youth group to try so many different things, do the most random things ever, but they're just so memorable, and um, I'll just never forget them. I remember the parties we'd have after youth group, either Christmas was a big one. Yeah. And we'd integrate like all of the, the juniors, intermediate, senior, went to Stokes a couple of yeah. times yeah. and just like being everybody in there and uh, having all those age groups and the adults, right? And then there was me. <laughs> like just. She's just not an adult. So much, no. No. <laughs> I'm my own category. And it's so much fun. And the kids just. You know, sitting together and, and, you know, all age groups together, just having so much fun and all the elf hats and the, yeah. it was just, it was, it was a lot of fun, yeah. And then cleaning out the cupboards at the end of the year, every year, that was not so fun. <laughs> we found a lot of treasures in there. There's probably some still there. There might be in the back little corner, you never know. Most and of them he, he, he pull, he'd pull it out and go, I can use that later. He's just, yeah, reuse, right? I can use that. We can't throw that out. I can use that somewhere else. He's very resourceful. Yeah. He's super resourceful. When we did Christmas Carol, um, you know, he got the set, I think it was from Carrie Beauchamp. Yeah. And then, you know, we didn't have a big budget back then, so we were, when we were doing wardrobe, we had to really improvise. Mm -hmm. And we had over 300 costume pieces. Um, so he would go out to Valley Village with me and we would try to find things for cheap and we'd be building things and it was quite the process. But, oh, oh yeah, it was like he would just pull more people in but like everybody said, he was in every department. He, was, he always made sure that everybody was doing what they needed to do and that everybody was taken care of. And mm -hmm. the best part was at the end of the night, you know, 12 o'clock, all right, let's go get some late night dinner and we'd go to Boston Pizza, a group of us, and we would just talk about the week and the day. and. 
and, yeah. and that was one of the best times of my life with Anthony, was just bonding with him over a good dinner after yeah. working our asses off. Yeah. There's a picture of you guys at the laundromat after a <laughs> yes. Christmas carol doing that, all the oh hours and hours of cleaning up, but he came with us. He would, that was the thing. It didn't matter if he was the director. He did it all. Did the laundry. Yeah, he, he had your back. He really, he didn't, he wanted to make sure that nobody was struggling. Mm -hmm. Something that um, definitely has struck me as someone who has come into this family very recently, uh, he was young, mm -hmm. very, very young, and created such a huge impact on all of you. It's kind of amazing, and I'm so grateful that all of you came together today to share all of that. Um, it's touching. I know Adam and I were talking about it before the show started. We really wish we had more time to get to know them so that it's just an, such an, an incredible experience to hear all of the things you guys have said about him. Yeah, it's like I can, I can sit here and relate to so many of the stories that you guys are sharing because I worked on Mary Poppins and he came and helped with that one thing one time. <laughs> I never had, you know, one negative experience with Anthony. I realized after Ruth talked about the quick change that he was my quick changer on Hunchback. Uh-huh. Um, which I, I'd completely forgotten until I heard you say that. And, and someone just mentioned the laundry. Yeah. yeah. And I just, how much of that did he, like all these little yeah. things that he did behind the that. scenes. He did all you know, of them. We did a, a, a mid, I think it was mid producers, Legally Blonde maybe. Uh, Darius, Brooks, Darius Brooks was in the show, so it was Legally Blonde. Yeah. 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 Randomly in the middle of the run, two laundry bins showed up. Um, <laughs> And Emma's got the right reaction. I can't explain why I remember someone did laundry in the middle of Legally Blonde and, and not take this in a completely different direction, let alone the tone the second half of this is already had. Uh, someone asked me the story when the microphone is off, but oh, yeah. um, there was uh, two random laundry baskets that, you know, I was the music director and I, no one in any of the organizing that I, I, did I remember someone talking about who was going to do laundry or how we going to get the costumes. It just showed up. And... You know, we found out after Anthony had set up laundry, and he was going to go and make sure all the costumes were clean, get everyone the pieces back for the next show that he did on time. Mm -hmm. um, you know, so like I said, I I don't have these memories with Anthony. He and I were close enough to go for a drink after a show, but I knew instinctively from the number of times we interacted that I could rely on him. The number of times on Blonde or producers that I said, "Hey, we need this," can you? Uh, yeah, and, and it was. Um, you know, I, I can sit here and relate to all these memories without having as many good examples as you guys do. So thank you for that. I feel like we could stay here all day. Yeah. And yeah. I, <laughs> um, I am cognizant we, of the time. We have someone walking this way as fast as their long legs can. Uh-oh. Oh, so wait. Why is so yeah. we're going to keep you going? Yeah. So yeah, I can tell another fun story. OK, let's do it. Um, my, is it about camping? No, not <laughs> us of Anthony like the hole in the clock mm -hmm. so um at the end so Oliver he already knew what mine and Taylor's costumes were going to be they were reused um like you were saying about Peter Pan about how um things just kept getting dirtier mm -hmm. and well in Oliver we just kept getting dirtier more hoier etc yeah. oh, we were prostitutes oh, oh. <laughs> we were prostitutes so um oh, yeah. Anthony oh, yeah. had this dress oh, yeah. Anthony had this dress, and it was, like, a nice, like, little cut. I just remember him. He's, like, we went and saw Oliver. One of our Olivers did a production in Thamesville. 
probably the worst damn production I've ever seen in my life. It was just, it was comical. Like, they, we thought it was the funniest thing. They did what they, what they had. They did good with, the they orchestra did, was great. They did what they Oliver could. was great. The death scene was not the greatest. But anyways, it's a joke that we still laugh about to this day. And Anthony loved it. And we came back here and he, like, really wanted us to put these dresses on. So... I just remember with him coming up with a pair of scissors right between my decolletage and ripping it right open. I was like, all right, we're going to have some cleavage in this show. Um, and after the show, um, he wanted us to have the dresses. Um, which none of you know that. <laughs> none of the audience knew that. Um, I knew. It's not recorded either. It's not recorded. <laughs> but he really wanted us to have the dresses, so I have the dress in my room right now on a mannequin. So every time I look at that dress, it reminds me of Anthony and the day that he told us to make it as dirty as we possibly could. Um, the dress. Um, <laughs> <laughs> And then the other thing that reminds me, I know he really, really wanted us to go to a Jays game for his birthday, his yeah. 30th birthday. Um, it just never happened. So I'm hoping maybe one of these days we can get a group together and go oh, see the Blue Jays for him. Because that's what he wanted to do more than anything, oh, yeah. Um, yeah. is go to a Blue Jays game. So every time I fun. see Blue Jays, in fact, the morning after he passed, my yard was full of Blue Jays. Yeah. So I think that's oh, like my. the thing that we should do as a group. Hey, cutie! Uh, <laughs> I stalled. <laughs> uh, I feel like another thing, maybe I'm speaking out of turn, but I feel like he'd appreciate it if we all started saying hoier. Hoier? <laughs> oh, yeah. That has to get into the vernacular. It's, it it should be in yeah. the dictionary. Hoier. It's hoier. Not just oh, a he, garden He term. wanted the decolletage out. He very much said that as well as scissored that. <laughs> well, it was you the character. It, it, it was the character, like prostitute. Yeah, yeah it was <laughs> definitely the character. Exactly. So, so don't mean to put you on the spot since you just walked in the door. <laughs> Do you feel comfortable introducing yourself and just letting us know your relationship with Anthony? Uh, my name is Wyatt Herbstreet, and uh, Anthony and I, uh, we I'd say we're like a, a fast track best friend pair. <laughs> we very quickly went from uh, him being the director of the shows I was learning to us doing everything from watching Family Guy in the basement to going on camping trips. So, <laughs> <laughs> so this is the boyfriend of the boyfriend yeah. of the... Yeah. Yeah. Yes. 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 She was letting yeah. us know about the intimate relation. So how... Okay, let's look at that track. So it was Not the boyfriend of the boyfriend of the... Can you tell me so what it was? It's, I'm the wife. The wife. Right. And... And Wyatt is the boyfriend of Anthony, so right. I'm wife of Anthony, he's boyfriend of Anthony, but he's also a boyfriend of Sam. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I'm girlfriend of Jason? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I remember Girl, girlfriend of Laura, girlfriend of, girlfriend of the side piece, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I remember <laughs> Anthony saying to me that it was so Anthony cool, Wyatt was such an important person in his life, because he was a really good guy friend. Lot of guy friends uh, was like and this is like my guy friend like he's got friends that he socialized with in a group but this was Wyatt and he were friends and it wasn't just in a group they could go to the gym together and hang out together and it was it was a very he said this is just a, a completely different experience for me because I've got 
like he was really close with Kristen and with Beth and Emily and he had a lot of girlfriends that were really good friends of his but Wyatt was like he was like this is really cool to have a guy friend <laughs> and and Wyatt and Wyatt filled that role for him in in so oh, yeah. many ways and he could talk to Wyatt in ways I think that he didn't talk to the others Right? Preferably that I didn't want to be talked. <laughs> well, yeah, but, but he, it, it was he knew what he couldn't talk to me about, so he just talked to Wyatt about it. Right? I'd say that might be uh, the way we became such good friends was there'd be nights where he'd be like, Wyatt, you want to go for an hour to four hour long walk? I can't talk to Kristen right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like that it was an hour to four hour window? Yeah, somewhere in there. Ish. And it's like, would we go anywhere special? No, we'd walk between our houses, eventually settling on one of them to sit down and hang out. <laughs> there were many times where we'd walk to his house and then not even go in the front door, just turn around and walk to my house. And the same deal, just back and forth between the front doors until we settled on one, until we felt like everything had been said and we could relax and whichever was closer, we'd go for it. I love that. That's awesome. I love yeah. that story. Yeah. <laughs> I remember one time it was, he's like, I know it's kind of late, but you want to come over to my place? And I'm like, sure. And I get over there and all the lights are off. Cause I think it was maybe like August or July. I remember it was really hot and he didn't have air conditioning at the place at the time. He had the window open. And so when I came up, he's like, I'll be up, I'll grab, uh, the door's open, just come in. And so I come down and it's just dark, dimly lit. And there's Anthony and he's like, I'm glad you've made it. These things were about to melt. And I'll point to the table, and he's got two bottles of wine that were frozen into slushies. Yep, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he made his own wine, and uh, yeah. he, he, he said oh, yes. he had found out accidentally trying to chill it the one time that there was a perfect amount of time, and then you take it out and be like a giant slushie. And yes. so he had two of them there, and he's like, I don't know how it would have went having to put them back in the freezer, but I'm glad you're here now. And it was great. Is that the fruit wine that he was making? Yeah, it was peach. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's the best one. Yeah. I still have some of his wine at home, and I, since he passed away, I would, I've been savoring it. And just yeah. every once in a while, I pour a glass of Anthony wine and oh, have a drink. He, I, every Christmas, he, he, Kristen and Anthony came over every Christmas, and he always brought homemade wine. No. I refuse to open my last bottle. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Strawberry and peach were the best. Yeah. 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 yeah I was. Uh, I was his. Uh, he was my uh, peach wine dealer, so to yeah. speak. <laughs> <laughs> I remember. I remember during COVID, there was this time. Um, so we ordered. I had moved out and got my own place, like just before everything shut down. Yeah. So I was like, "Yeah, get my own place. Too bad I can't have anybody over." Oh. So. <laughs> But he would come over, and he, uh, I don't remember, like, what the reason for him coming was, but to just hang out, probably, we, he ordered Chinese through Skip, because Skip became real big, <laughs> so he's like, let's do Skip. So we got Chinese that one night. Well, one morning, um, I was, I had just woken up, and I got a phone call, and he's like, is there a McDonald's sitting on your front porch? And I was like, I don't know. He's like, can you go check? So I go check, and there's a bag of McDonald's sitting on my front porch. He's like, do you mind just bringing that over? <laughs> it seems as though I forgot to change the address. <laughs> so that's mine. And I was like, I'll bring it to you if you give me wine. So we did a quick exchange.
exchange out the window when I dropped it off. But it was that's funny. I <laughs> figured you would forget to forget to change the address. But yep. Okay. Um. Thank you, everybody. I think maybe we should wrap it up. As I said before, I think we could spend a lot more time yeah. together, and I'm very grateful for the time that we did have. Um, thank you all very much. Thank you, Dylan. Thank you, Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It was great that you did this. So, yeah. So, so flattered that I was asked. Yeah. So. Okay. All right. Let's okay. Anybody got a last comment they want to say before we go? We go good. I love all you right. all. You're all my favorite. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> okay, kids. That's all for this week. Thank you so much for listening. See you next time.